Hey everyone, this is the working experience. I, uh, this is Matty Kay. I sat down um, again with Chris Scarfile and our friend Dan Marcellus and our friend Mint. And we just uh, talk in general about what we do and uh, some of the funny stories that have arisen in our different professions. And um, these guys have some good ones. Uh, Chris works as a cinematographer. Dan used to manage a movie theater, and now he is a story editor for a cable TV show. And Min works in finance. So we've got a nice variety here. Hope you enjoy. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Dan, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. You stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. living his toenails at his Hey, this is Maddie Kay with the Working Experience Podcast, where we discuss the trials and tribulations of the everyday working world. From the refrigerator in the break room to that guy with the weird stink, we want to talk about it. So I'm here with uh, Chris Scarfile. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, again, Chris already did a podcast, which is excellent. Chris works in the film industry. I'm here with Dan. Hey, I'm Dan Marcells. And I'm here with Min. Hey, it's Min. And Min works in the financial sector. That's right. Say that. And Dan, you work on um, uh, media. Yep. Story producer on a television show. Story producer on a television show. So, um, yeah, we cover different things. Food, firings, crazy employees, people clipping their toenails, personal hygiene issues at work. We talked about that, or I talked about that with someone else about where you draw the line, like, I don't mind brushing my teeth at work, but my friend John, he, he walked in on somebody doing that, and he objected to it. I don't to know if you guys... Brushing the teeth in, in, the, in like the public sink? Yes. He, he felt it was not appropriate. No. I, I don't have a problem. I do it. No. It's strange at all. Yeah. At, at PW, I just finished at PwC during tax season, and those guys, the uh, accountants who are there basically 24 hours a day during the month of April... We see them doing all kinds of hygiene in the bathroom. I guess right you have to, to yeah. which I guess you have to, because uh, they, they they look completely bleary eyed and they've been you know trying to add up countless <laughs> numbers. From, from I'm going to switch time. professions. To, oh. I'm an English teacher, by the way, but that sounds enticing. Oh. I'm going to get into that. No, I hope, I hope they're well paid because it looks like an absolutely awful job. Yeah, so that, that was one issue. I mean, I like I wouldn't put deodorant on at work. I just you know, it's not. I, I guess I don't really have the reason to or well you put it on at some point I hope yeah usually not that I use Mitchum Mitchum does last a few days what days couple that's their advertisement that's their yeah that's their advertisement line <laughs> not, not, not well maybe Mitchum will sponsor the podcast after this uh, but I wouldn't floss at work no no yeah no neither would I no I barely floss at home so. <laughs> but, but maybe once every two months I'll floss yeah. I, should, I should do it more because I really enjoy it. When I finally finish, yeah. I'm like, yes. It's very tactile. It, yeah, it's terrific. After yeah. after good corn in the cob. Oh, yes. definitely. Wow. 
It's almost better than, than eating it itself. <laughs> you almost get a second go around. You're almost, right? Yeah. And then with flossing. Pretty often. Yeah. Really? Wow. I think it's more key than uh, actually brushing. I think you, the flossing is really where the preventative medicine happens. Time will tell. This will be the, uh, yeah. this is the litmus test. We'll come back in 20 years to yeah, see who's got teeth left. Gummy yeah. scar file yeah. and then, <laughs> well, <laughs> one tooth Marcellus. And I, I imagine the podcast audience is on the edge of their chair right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Wondering when the How's it going to end? <laughs> what happens next? Uh, so we were talking about, we, we or Dan was talking about firing people, and because uh, you've been in the position to fire people, I never have been really. Yeah, it's not, it's not a comfortable thing to do. Obviously, I, I've worked at two different movie theaters as a manager in Brooklyn, or one in one Brooklyn, in Brooklyn and, one. and one in Rochester, New York. Yeah. One was more of a mainstream theater; the other was kind of an art house theater. And uh, the one that springs to mind, uh, as you talk about hygiene, this was kind of like a. A problem we had with one uh, employee uh, at my old job in Rochester, the theater there also had a cafe, so they made kind of delicatessens as well. Yeah. One of them, uh, unfortunately, had the appearance, there was like a fudge brownie, and we had an employee who was also a, kind of a sculptor. We had a lot of artists working at this theater. He was a sculptor? Sculptor. Yeah. And he would take these brownies. <laughs> I think you know where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. And he was very good at realistically sculpting them to look like feces. Oh, Jesus. And he would... I thought you were going to say a male uh, phallus. Well, you know... Whatever. Almost as bad. Yeah. But then he would leave these around, you know, as a joke. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that might be funny to fellow employees, but if we have patrons come in and right. they see what they think... Where you leave it? I got a seat? It's a big... Steaming pot, well, not even steaming, but a, a big shit. So Whoa. I had to. Where did he leave? I had to leave it. So there's a there's little steps. Chris <laughs> might know this because you know the little theater. Little steps between the second uh, second theater's concession and the cafe. Uh, so it's kind and of. He left it right on the step there. Where customers would see it. Customers from both the cafe and the <laughs> yeah. theater could see it. It's in the sweet spot. Sweet spot. <laughs> Luckily. You luckily, was, luckily you, I, I, I beat him to the punch. I saw it first. Yeah. Uh, did you know immediately what it was and who did it? Or did you think uh, well, I had to kind of come up upon it. And just, but I know whose work it was. Did you, 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 you touch it with your toe and just make sure that... <laughs> I taste it. That's not my brownie. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's a brownie. It's all good. So wait, he, he did this repeatedly? He did it twice. Twice. He did it twice. The and first then, time I let it go, just as kind of like creative, you know. Let the artist. Creative Kind of let the arrow. Yeah. And then the second time, fuck you. And he didn't work that often yeah. there anyway. No one worked there full time. So I wasn't like taking, oh, right, hopefully, right. I wasn't taking food yeah. off. Is that theater still there? Theater is still there? Yeah. That's great. That's a good theater. Yeah, it's a, I love that theater. I'll love that theater it's as, really long nice as, theater. as long as it's there. As long as it's there. Now that that mentioned it, I was like, yeah, the upstairs that are really nice. All through college. That's where we saw all the classics so of the 90s. First movie I saw there was Apocalypse Now Redux. Wow! When that came out, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good memories. So was, was he? What was his reaction when he fired him? Just he 
kind of, you know, he shrugged it off. He was I'm cool. an artist, man. <laughs> you're a censor. You can't hold out an art. Yeah. He's too cool for school. So he wasn't like, you know, I didn't break him up too much. He had so many friends at the theater there anyway, so he can come in and see free movies <laughs> anytime. He kind of He's saying he didn't give a shit. So he. Yeah. So, uh, and then you had a story about somebody here in Brooklyn. You had to fire a girl. Or uh, well, I've had to fire a few people, and I think the most the most interesting one there was some guy actually made a Facebook page and kind of like photoshopped all the managers with various joints, penises in their mouths. Oh yeah, and and uh, a public and, page. Yeah, it was a public page. <laughs> and you know what? We couldn't find out who it was. The oh. culprit was for the oh, longest wow. time. We only knew of one other person, because one person was stupid enough to reply on one of the people. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Uh, and so it was, he was the projectionist. Um, but we couldn't fire him because he was in union. So, uh, Wait, was it that guy? That guy what was his name? Was he, he was also a projectionist. The short guy? I might have. He was a short guy. Um, but I kind of felt bad because I, I, I was like 90% sure it was him. Like, He's, you know, whatever. And then I come to find out, like, a year or two later, it was, in, it was one of the fucking ushers. And I was really? like, ah! <laughs> so so, so I never got a chance to fire that guy. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that wasn't a firing, but that was yeah. the club. Disgruntled employee. Yeah, that was the most disgruntled employee. But, when it was discovered, he was fired by someone else? Who was like I think, no, it was by that time I was, uh, I'd moved on, he had moved on. Oh, it was a different He wasn't <laughs> even there anymore. He got away with it. He got away with it. Perfect crime. Well, but but we were able to shut down the site, uh, the That's website, good. whatever, or uh, the page, pretty much immediately. My favorite story I've heard, I, I personally know the guy who worked at, I think it was Fidelity in Boston, and um, there was a guy there who was a portfolio manager, meaning he earned probably about, probably a million a year. And... Um, it was discovered that he was stealing omelets from the company cafeteria. So, originally, before 2008, it was the executive cafeteria. The executives were down there. They ate for free. All of, um, I mean, uh, omelet bar, all the works. So then the crash came, new CEO, austerity measures. They're going to have to pay. So the omelet would cost like $3. So he would go down there every day, and he had this like sort of, system worked out where he would like get his omelet made, he would bring it over to the cash register, he would pretend like he forgot something, he would kind of walk around, he'd grab his tray and he'd walk out. So the manager of the cafeteria noticed this. So he went to the only person who was senior to him, who was the CEO, and reported that Frank, I'll call him, was stealing omelets. So they couldn't like come right out and accuse Frank, but I think the CEO had kind of a beef with Frank. They didn't like each other. Frank didn't like him, whatever his bad mouth. So here's his in. Here's his in. The omelet is the way it is. So they decide to set up a sting operation. They have the tech guys rig a camera over the cash register where he goes out. And they let this run for like two weeks or whatever it was. So then the HR person and the CEO, and my friend knows the HR person. She was in this meeting. They call Frank in, and they're like, Frank, you know, you've been stealing omelets, this and that. And he's immediately like, fuck you guys, fuck this. 
oh, you accuse me of this, that. And they're like, well, Frank, we have you on video. They had the laptop set up. Yeah. He's like, I'm not looking at that fucking thing. Fuck that time. Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, you're right here. And he's very combative. Like, he's almost borderline call security because yeah. he's, you know, this close. And, ah, this, that. and then finally, he's like, this is a total 180. Fine, I stole the omelets. And how dare you? And all the money I earned for this company. And, and he's really, like, getting up out of the seat. He's really, like, you know. So the CEO finally says, well, Frank, we're going to sever our relationship with now, wow. and you're going to have to leave. Where, if he had just been conciliatory and said, you know, I'm sorry I was angry, whatever, you know. Lived and forgot. Yeah, but he flips his yeah. lip. So he gets fired. And he's saying, I'm going to get my lawyer, I'm going to come back here, and da 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 this is without cause. But he never, they never heard from him again. He was just fired. And I, we were talking about him driving home after this to his wife. Yeah. To their, I'm sure, rather lavish home and saying, yeah, coming at 10:45 in the morning, <laughs> home, like, oh, hi, honey. That's what? what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about a career change. Um, I'm really not just uh, like, how do you tell your wife you got fired for stealing omelets? You know. And then we were speculating there must be so much more going on oh, in this yeah. guy's life yeah. that, I mean, just but people get fired for this, or they get reprimanded for the strangest things. And, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I wonder if he even told his wife about the omelet. He probably came up with some other... He must have yeah, because all that, all that rage was not about the omelet. I embezzled $5 million. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's the only honorable thing, some sort of felony class, you know. Yeah. But... Well, and I was mentioning the, the woman who got fired from the volunteer job. She was... Uh, this was uh, Coalition for the Homeless in New York City. We're all volunteers. This is some years ago. I, I don't live in New York anymore. And she was such a, a stalker. Myself, this other guy, Lance, um, these other two women, she was equal opportunity. And it finally, I think she lasted about a month, maybe a month and a half. And then Lance had to finally send her an email, which was her termination letter, that, you know, we just can't have you working here anymore. <laughs> What about your old friend, uh, Bob Euster? He gives it big as Bob, yeah. I don't know. He got let go after a couple of years. I mean, he, he had a lot of... He's a teacher, fellow teacher at the, the Catholic yeah. school that I was teaching. What happened to him? He was let go after two years. He just... Uh, he didn't teach, basically. He was, a, he was a much older man. He may have had some, like... I don't think all the synapses were firing. Yeah. Because he just didn't teach. He was the source yeah. of endless amusement for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found these notes. In it. I, I used to have to teach English in his room, and he would teach math in my room because he was supposedly this great math teacher. And so I would be in his room at his desk, and I found these notes one time. These are fifth graders that he's teaching. And one of the notes said, Dear Mr. Eusner, I hate you with all my heart. <laughs> Sincerely, whatever her name was, at the bottom. Sincerely. Sincerely. She meant it. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one that was basically threatening him. He was like, you know, I'm going to get you. You don't know me. This is a 10-year-old girl. Wow. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he didn't, like, he would just sit at his desk. He didn't teach. And the class would be totally out of control. And so, like, he just kind of gave up. 
Or I, he, I mean, from the get-go, never yeah, tried. Never tried. Yeah, he never really tried. And and again, like I, I just have to think there was something he wasn't. You know, yeah. there's something wasn't going on, wasn't going right. Well, you had a, you had to let a gentleman go. Which one? On your feature film. Yes. That you shot. That's right. That's right. That's you right. did on your team. I did. Yeah, I should have done it a lot sooner, and it's one of many regrets I had on that on that <laughs> job. Um, where you try to balance being the being a, a strong boss and being a good human being as well, you know, and you want to give someone another chance as long as they recognize that they were what they did wrong and so forth. But he, he never did recognize it, and I didn't harden up to what I needed to do until much later than I should have. So that was a, and the only way you can learn that kind of thing often is just by going through it and seeing in hindsight, like oh, I should have made a change much sooner than I did. Uh, so that's you know part of the Part of learning process, and, and the movie did suffer because of it. And I, I, I still reference that, thinking about that to this day when things like that happen. Did you see him recently? Yeah, so I'm on Blacklist. He's a, a electrician on Blacklist. <laughs> Is there any dialogue between you? Yeah, two? he said hello. Yeah, okay. he, well, he also showed up at the rap party. The rap party, yeah. For the very same film from which he was fired. Yeah, a week after being fired, he showed up at the rap party. I couldn't how believe rap that. Party. Uh, yeah, strange. How Far into the shoot, did he get like? Oh, it was like the last, the last week or so, maybe more than that. Was it more than that? He was like three hours late. Finally, one day daily. It was, it was late <laughs> yeah, he was day. late daily, and then one day it was like three hours late. Plus, he didn't. I mean, he like they just didn't do what they were supposed to do. It wasn't like he brought a great deal to the table even when he was no. there. No. So yeah. he's more like a sandbag carrier. Is what how somebody describes. But, when he, but he's doing it. Was, you know, it's the middle of the summer when it's busy. We had a hundred dollars yeah. a day. Yeah. Get, yeah. It was an ass-kicking job. So it's not like I had a lot of people to to, to, to replace right. him. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that was. Well, a Boris story. came in. Boris yeah, Boris did great. He he was a real gem. He's still he's a, a gem now. Man. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, in hindsight, that was a it was a tough situation because um, I probably would have been fired too if they had somebody that would have jumped in in the middle as well because I was not happy with my work. But again, that's how you learn. Well, you know, you learning, gotta, yeah. I, mean, I hate to learn on someone else's project, but that's how well, it how else do you it's do it. Firing people. Just, it's the worst thing about my old job. I just didn't. I've never had to do it. I've never been in that position. Well, we just interviewed a guy up in Alaska who had gotten fired. He, he worked in a, a mine. Um, I told you the story. He worked in a mine and um, he got lead poisoning from the mine, and he became a whistleblower uh, with to try to raise awareness to the company that what they were doing was really hurting people, and um, he was completely blacklisted and sent to, uh, and, you know, they, they started fights with him, they would, you know, dam damage his car, and, you know, basically chased him out of town rather than deal with the problem. And uh, that reputation followed him to where he landed eventually, which is in Ketchikan, which is in the south of Alaska, where... He uh, uh, set up this completely isolated camp. Um, the lead poisoning led to a, a brain injury, so he was not fully functioning anymore, and he was completely ostracized by by his community. And uh, we were going there to interview him because we're doing this project on, on traumatic brain injuries. And um, his reputation had preceded him when we landed there, and they would say, "Oh, you're going to go interview Brett? Well, you got to be careful because Brett's crazy." Got a fight with his neighbor. He got chased out of the last place he was in. He's, he's dangerous. Just be careful around Brett. And the, the director said, uh, "Well, has he ever shot anybody?" Not yet. 
Oh, oh great. Hey, <laughs> yeah. That seems well. I was encouraging. Yeah, encouraging. So next next uh, uh, next afternoon, we have to take this skip, this little like two-person <clears throat> motorboat, across the bay to this featureless kind of patch of dirt on the edge of the water that is the entrance to his compound. I remember pulling up, like I was, I was leaning over the boat, rolling like right over the water, and coming up on this, on this like little dirt pathway up. It was like the scene in Apocalypse Now where they're like, approaching Curtis's compound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the frame like, where have I seen this shot before? <laughs> coming out of this. <laughs> so we, we, we land in this completely isolated, like this little patch of dirt, like no bigger than these two beds. And, uh, and, and then the winding path up the hill and nothing else, like there's nothing else around. Get up, get all our gear up. I mean, there's three of us: me, the other other camera operator, and the director. And we're humping a half mile up this hill, and it's like these ominous signs: traps set, uh, stupid people leave. Uh, we found an ATV, this old carcass of an ATV with the um, with all the stuffing like ripped out, chewed up. And um, I said to the director, "What what happened there?" And she said, um, "Oh, well, bears like the stuffing of uh, of ATVs and snowmobiles, so." If, they see it, they'll rip it apart. Uh, oh, great! That's good to know. The giant claw marks the wow. ATV. So we finally get to the top of the hill, approach the camp. Out comes Brett, completely, painfully normal. Welcome to Sin. We were the first people ever to visit him there. Wow. He's on his own completely. There's a little, uh, <coughs> there's a little stream, a glacial stream next to it that he gets his water from. He's got this tiny puck puck generator that. Won't, won't power much. I mean, it's, it wouldn't even power a refrigerator. Um, otherwise, he's completely on his own. What does he do for food? He hunts. Wow. And, um, and it was this, this realization of you know, your expectations about what you hear about somebody and then what actually ends up happening. It was like this, it was like this Beauty and the Beast moment where the, all the townspeople are raising their pitchforks against the, the monster on the hill only to find that monster is just a slightly damaged version of themselves mm -hmm. and it was utterly heartbreaking and he gave an incredible interview um, none of that stuff made it into the movie because that's not really why we were there we're talking about the injury and and uh, and what caused it and so forth but there is a, a much larger story to be told with Brett because he, his story was a fascinating one and it's the one I most remember about that job um, it's just a sad sad case and through no fault of his own he ended up in this in this position, I don't even know how he survived the winter because this yeah. this thing he built, like he said during the interview, like before his brain injury, he would have had this thing built in three weeks, and it's now been like eleven months, and it's still you can see it's like this hodgepodge of materials, whatever he can find, right. and it's yeah. not quite coming together. He can't concentrate like he used to. That's also out of shame. Like he, he knows he's not the person he was. He knows he doesn't have the the intellect that he had, and he doesn't want people to see him like that, which I totally wow. understand. So that we uh, we all walked away from that one a little, a little more sober too. Oh yeah, uh, people's expectations. Yeah, yeah. How you hear about? And that's why it's always. I mean, I, I'm susceptible to it all the time. It's like you hear something, some story about. I found set life to be like that constantly. You know, and I'm sure offices are like that. People talk about. Do you hear why so and so got fired? Yes. Do you, you know, and like find out what the actual story was, and you're like. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. I totally understand. Yeah, or anybody, it was an accident, it could happen to anybody. Because well, you can spin a story any way you want. If sure. you've got a beef against, let's say, Paul's a good example, sure. I can spin that story any way I wish. Like, Absolutely. You know, he's obviously a troubled person, and he brought all this on himself. But, you know, there's a, we were friends for a long time. Yeah. I made a huge effort to reach out to him when I knew this was, this arrangement was coming. 
with my, you should see the setup man now because I'm I'm at the camera. I've got my two lesbian camera assistants yeah. and Paul. That's that's our that's that's the B camera team. That is a sitcom right yeah, there. Like, Turn the camera <laughs> around. <laughs> there we go. You don't need all this other hoopla. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's totally true. But when I saw this was coming, I, I made a huge effort to reach out to him. I wrote him a I wrote him a two page letter, say, just trying to break the ice because I knew we we're going to be like this close together for the next several months, and wouldn't even wouldn't even accept it. Wouldn't even look at it. Even, like, oh, you tried to physically. I hand tried it. to hand it to him, but and then I, I, I rallied the, the best boy. He he got a letter from the production, an envelope rather from the production office, put it in there. He delivered it to Paul. Say here, this came from the office. And, you know, they saw it, threw it away. Didn't never even look at it. Still hasn't looked at it to this day. When did that happen? This happened on divorce uh, last month when I knew this job was formulating, and I, I just wow. wanted to. And how long? Oh, so, I didn't know was that situation then. Well, he hasn't been speaking to me since. Well, it's been probably four years now, but we also haven't been working together either for a lot of time. Yeah, it's, it's a little deeper, though. Like, uh, there's no way you can misconstrue that. Deeper, not, yeah. Uh, before, I was, I was kind of like, you know, there's still that slim possibility that, you know, maybe you're misunderstanding, but, you know, the fact that he won't accept the letter from you, I mean, that's I know. just and I really, point I, blank right there. I, I wrote it from the heart. I mean, I gave, I gave him everything I got. Uh, I still entertain the possibility that this was all Chris's fault, of course. <laughs> Look, and, and if, if, that's, if that's true, I will gladly admit it. And it may be. I, if I was wrong, I will say so without a moment's hesitation. Sure. Because yeah. we've known each other for 15 years, and I don't want to see all that thrown away. Like wrong giving the letter? No. With the initial or whatever. Just or whatever it is I did wrong to yeah, make yeah, him yeah. upset. Well, you've got enough. kind of immature uh, for him not to give you, give you that. He's a child watch. trapped in an old man's body. Well, yeah, I think that's the answer right there. Well, and yeah. Yeah. your yeah. story has, has been told by how many other people? Yeah. I mean, I, I worked for Paul. Yeah. He's he burned bridges all of all Maybe of half time. a season on SVU, Law and Order SVU. He was horrible. Yeah. I mean, he was horrible. And he, he just come in and scream in my face in front of everyone which over is, something I had nothing to do with. <laughs> What's his background? Family? Is he a family? His wife finally left him. Lost his house. Oh, anger issues is like oh, that, yeah, yeah that's that encapsulates. Yeah, he, he stopped drinking. That's just amazing. Because yeah. yeah. the, the people well, tell me like you think he's called, bad now. You should have seen him in the eighties when you. There's <laughs> something called a dry drunk, uh -huh. and that is somebody who has not dealt with the issues for why they drank in the first that, place. Yeah, I bet that happens. It's like uh, yeah, and they're so dry. Like you're still angry. You still have all the issues that you had. You just don't drink. And most of those people, I'm amazed he stayed away from it for as long as he has. He yeah. sounds like a prime candidate. Especially the, the sad thing is his son, Tommy, is now, he, he's he's a grip now, and his career is already suffering be, for being Paul's son. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, should, it should be the other way around, where it's like, oh, you're, you're, Paul, you're Paul's kid, come on, we'll, yeah, we'll, right, we'll, right, we'll help right. you, you get an automatic in. It's the opposite for this poor kid. Who, you know, I've heard he's a really nice guy, too. Yeah, he's a good kid. I've looked at yeah. him a few times. Yeah, especially if you grew up with that. Yeah, you can swing the other way, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I can read the letter and you have a copy of it in my journal. Ben, do you have any firing stories? Do you have a letter? I'm usually the one that gets fired. So, yes. I think you guys all know that. I've got like eight jobs in the last four years. All right, but so from that perspective, that's an interesting town. How does it feel to be fired? Sadly, I don't really give a shit. I've never given a shit. Was there ever ever a time you got fired where you're like, yes. damn, this is a good one? The camera. The camera job you got. That was the only oh. time they kicked me in the nuts. New, uh, that New was York, the only uh, time it kicked me in the nuts. What was it called again? New York Central. Yeah. Yeah. Chris got me a job as a cameraman. 
when I just started out, and I got fired very shortly after because I knew what they were fuck I was doing. But I was the only one that kicked me in the nuts. Oh, out of all of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking like at least 20 fires in my life. You've been fired least, 20 times? At least. Jesus, man. <laughs> Get your shit together, man. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. Uh, well, what do they do? They call you in and say, listen, we're not happy with the yeah. ABC. Yeah, basically, I've had about six of those. And then yeah. there a couple of others where I just didn't show up anymore and I just handed my stuff and then walked away and things like that. So. Emails? Uh, no, no emails. Usually face-to-face. Telephone? Yeah, I'm good with face-to-face. I'm fine. You know. Yeah. Don't want to do this. Good for you, yet. you know. That's one of the things I hated about firing because there's some people that I had to fire that became like really angry and you knew they were going to be really angry because they had anger issues like you were telling me about this punk. Imagine you had to fire somebody that like you knew yeah, they had to explode. fire in the theater. It's going to explode you, anyway. You knew yeah. it was going to explode. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Yeah, sure it does. Yeah. You know, like, well, well, you know, I got to call on security. One time it was a uh, security dude. You had to fire the security guy? Yeah. The security slash handyman. He was what? a big guy. What well, did I didn't, uh, myself and the, uh, this was the Brooklyn uh, Theater. So the general man, luckily I was assistant general manager. So the general manager had to do it this time. You were just there to like. Uh, yeah, I was, I was like the heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want Dan to kick all, your ass. All 180 dude. pounds of me. You so can either talk to me yeah. or you can talk to Dan. <laughs> okay? <laughs> What's it going to be? So uh, what, what did the guy get fired for? Well, this is this is the funny thing. He uh, he is uh, he was also the handyman. So we had the big boss, uh, the guy who owned the theater. Uh, he lives in Jersey, or his company, whatever, owns the theater. But he comes every once in a while to check out the theater. Uh, he he really only cared about it because it was like a. Uh, he also the company also sold digital projectors. It was a great digital projector showcase for his product and stuff like. So anyway, he was coming to check out the theater like on a Wednesday. And so usually what we do is we have the handyman like the, the night before, that Tuesday night, all throughout the night, just, you know, spackling, you know, putting, uh, just just cleaning the place, yeah. making it look great. So the the guy, the boss comes in, he looks at the, he, uh, my boss, the general manager comes in before the big boss comes in and, set, and sees that none of it was done and finds the handyman slash security guy in the back passed out and there's lines of white stuff uh, on 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 a mirror in the back and i really? saw that and he she took it. she took photos oh, of it too he for, for proof passed out and she was passed out damn she's back there doing coke. coke it wasn't coke it turned he's like he, he well it, he was trying to tell the gm she's like doing it oh really. you know it's, it's flour you know, it's it was horse training what? Uh, horse tranquilizer. Special K? <laughs> yeah, that's special K. I guess snorting special K? K? Yeah, you call it. I've, I've heard that. I've heard you do snort special K. Yeah. I've seen like the little... The uh, yeah, and he's like, I must have done too much. I must have... And he was trying to joke it off like, oh, oh well, sorry. You need to wake him up like... Yeah. And then so we're just like, yeah, we gotta go. And he got so pissed and he was like... Yeah, I mean, you're caught dead to rights. Well, he's probably, yeah. he's still probably high in bed, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem as well. I didn't, you know, at the time we didn't know, you know, what the hell, whatever. Um, well, but, right so he was pissed when he left, <laughs> but the thing is, he lived around the neighborhood, and so he would come by all, all, the, all the time and, and still spout off like, oh, you know, fucking general manager, I'm going to kick her ass. Oh, and she's a woman. She wants you know, my phone. So that's the kind of thing you don't want, you know. Keep up in the ante. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, well, uh, uh, same be dangerous. Guy, be dangerous firing somebody. The same guy, Jim, with the woman who um, 
know, no one will be friends with me. They, <clears throat> I think it was during 2008 and everybody got laid off. And he had the experience of, you know, he's sitting at his desk, two security guards come up with his boss and they like, Jim, you know. I mean, he knew it was coming, and, but it's still very degrading to get... But it wasn't for anything he did wrong. No, they just do it because yeah. <clears throat> they don't want you grabbing information. Yeah. And, oh. But still, you're being treated like a criminal. Yeah. And, you know, Jim is a very solid, loyal guy, and before he got the axe, his, his manager got fired. And he was in this, like, glass um, office, and he would not come out. He was <laughs> in there screaming. Really? I have a mortgage. I have kids. But, and they cleared the floor. They told everybody to get in there, call security. Like, they were worried, you know. Yeah. If that guy had a gun, he was coming out blazing. Absolutely. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's tough. So. Well, that's about 30 minutes. Good, guys. Yeah, I'll call it there. Thanks a lot, guys. I'd like to do it again. That was easy. Yeah. yeah. These you. stories start to roll along. It's funny. And everybody's got them. Well, you guys, it's really... not like if we were here with three strangers, it'd be different. Yeah. You know, yeah. We'd all, we'd all, we'd all well, you know, it's funny. Like, you just warm somebody up. Because you know what it is? People want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Like, they're so, like, pent up about <laughs> all this, like, I have to go to this epic place again and deal with so-and-so, who I know stole... My cookies, and I just can't prove it. And God, damn yeah, God it, said, I'm gonna, gonna get a gun and shoot everybody. That. That's right. All right, but let me ask That's you right. this before you turn the recorder off. Yeah. Answer what? if you'd like, but you so don't need like to. Huge dance number today. If someone asked Every one day? of your, if one, if someone asked one of your coworkers, what foible you do? Oh, absolutely. What would it be? Oh no, there's no glass houses here. I mean, yeah. it's like they don't that accent. No, I'm sure. Is there everybody, anything that you do that would? I'm, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Annoys I, the hell out of. Let me tell you guys the story. And I already told this to John, but um, I was working in a high school last year. I was long-term sub for three months, just to the end of the year. So maternity leave. Maternity leave. Yeah. Love the school. Great school. Love my coworkers and all that. So there was a little, uh, you know, break room, um, refrigerator, sink, cabinets. So I had a box of Triscuits that I brought in, and I put them in the cabinet, closed the cabinet, come back the next day, the cabinet's locked. And I'm really pissed. I'm like, why? So there's keys in the other, so I'm trying all the keys, I cannot get the cabinet open. Well, my Triscuits. Yes, yeah, and I'm like, you know, because you go through the whole morning, now I'm hungry, and I really enjoy my job. I'm not a per, you know, I, I teach, I don't sit and stew at the desk. But I want those Triscuits. So I'm trying to, pull the door open because it's a pretty BS yeah, lock. You feel like you can get through. And I'm kind of pulling it and I kind of bend it. So then I when I went home I got a screwdriver and I, I brought it in to try to I didn't want to break the door. I just felt like I could get the lock. Or like lift up the lock through the yeah, crack. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is the second day. This is the second day. Day two. Day two. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, now, granted, I could put in parentheses. I could put in parentheses here. I could have just gone to the store and gotten another box of triscuits. But I was like, "Who would lock my triscuits in there? Like, why would you do that to me?" You know. So could I come back with this. The, the custodian or somebody who would have the key. I suppose I could have done that. Yeah, you had a few There's options. A lot of parentheses. Had a few options. Yeah. So I'm trying to do this. You know, I don't want anybody to walk in on me while I'm trying to get. <laughs> Try to steal your own triscuits. Right. So I can't get the lock, and I end up like really messing the door up. Like I almost broke the lock. Like I had it pulled out about an inch, inch and a half, and it was. And then I, 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 I just had to like jam it back in. 
and you could see all the scratch marks and everything. And I was like, that didn't work out very well. So then I thought, well, why don't I just go into the cabinet next to it and I'll just reach through, right? I'm going to give you three guesses as to which cabinet the Triscuits were actually in. <laughs> they were in the unlocked oh, cabinet. No. Then I come in day three. There is a note oh my in God. bold black print. Whoever messed up this cabinet, I don't know why. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember <laughs> the actual words. These goods belong to club such and such. They are not to be... Ten I went on and on. Wow. Like, I don't know why anybody went. I'm reading it and I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know why anybody yeah, would do Why would somebody <laughs> Good question. Why would anyone do that? The Triscuits, they cost $3 a box. Yeah. Store right down the block there. But I don't know, it was just like the, the total lack of consideration that I perceived, which of course did not exist, when I just discovered the Triscuits in the cabinet. So I didn't even think of that story until today, and I thought, there must be so many people who are like, who, who would do something like that? Like, yeah. what kind of lunatic would do something like that? Um, well, they would only think you're a lunatic if they knew you were after the Tristan, Triscuits. Yeah, they I wasn't trying to steal the Triscuits. <laughs> yeah, right. They probably thought there was, there was something <laughs> much more important in that, that cupboard. They're like, oh, obviously it was after well, the, the files. At the same school, I overheard a teacher telling another teacher that maybe last year or the year before, there was a problem with someone stealing food out of the refrigerator. So they got, I don't know what they got, but they packed it full of laxatives. In order to yes. entrap the person and yes. to, catch them. yeah, to catch them and whatnot. And then I thought, what if the person got really sick? Like this could turn into a Law and Order episode. <laughs> you know, someone ends up in the hospital with a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> so it seems like what, what a lot of these what a lot of these stories share is like people come at the situation from different angles. Like, like television. The, yeah, like, like the Alba guy says, like. I, how, how many accounts did I open this year? How many, how many clients did I bring? Have I earned this company? I've yeah. earned a three dollar omelet. I'm, do, I'm doing absolutely. It. And, and, and you would say probably, probably true. But there's rules, and you have to follow yeah. the rules. Same thing with your 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 uh, handicapped parking guy. Probably right. felt I'm I'm I've earned this spot. I'm entitled. And obviously, the company looks at it differently. No one always kills me. And you none of felt these like things. You deserved your triscuits. Yeah, like, I was Easy like access why to. would someone do this? But, you know, it kills me that all these things, they never have anything to do with work performance. It's right. never what... The blue dots out of it, yeah. No. Like, 99% is like, this person whistles at their desk, or this person chews too loudly, or this person sucks That's teeth. That's the eighth one. Yeah. And so... Someone <laughs> Every day. Alright, guys, we'll end it there. Thanks very, very much. Anytime.